Good day to you ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Film Focus episode 161, the review for John Wick chapter 4. Welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hypersonic 55, and I'm glad you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And yes, even though I'm a week late, here is my review finally showing up for John Wick Chapter 4. I have been hyped for this film since the dawn of existence, or at least since uh, the first trailer dropped, I want to say, early last year? Or something like that, I don't know. But as soon as I knew that Donnie Yen was being put in this film, I knew this film was going to be a hype time. And his appearances in the trailers was just setting my soul on fire. And with all the super hype talk coming out of the early previews of the film, I was expecting to be blown the hell away. And so I saw the film the Monday after the weekend it came out. And I had planned to have my review out pretty soon, but... Again, work happened, and then my birthday happened, and I had planned to do the review on my birthday, but things just didn't work out. And then I was in London for a few days, so then I had to wait until now. So now that I have nothing to do, here is my review for the film, and as per usual, we'll keep spoilers far away, but I will give you my general thoughts on, you know, the story, characters, presentation, and the overall conclusion. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump in. Alright, so the plot for this film can be summed up as the following. After the events of John Wick Chapter 3, we find ourselves with the titular hero uncovering a new path to defeating the High Table. But before he can get his freedom, John must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces turn out to be old friends as well. And that is a way for me to summarize the plot without going into the area of spoilers. One of the things I've always appreciated about the John Wick series since Chapter 2 came out was the sense of forward momentum and escalation. Every time you step back into this world, the world expands, it grows, it becomes more layered, and you have new rules that reinforce or change your perspective of what came before. But with this film especially, it's taking a lot of elements from the previous film in terms of just expanding and growing but also becoming more and more ridiculous now i know a lot of people have lamented the fact that john wick has expanded from a simple revenge film about the death of a puppy and a man just trying to get over the loss of his dead wife to becoming a expansive crazy world of assassination with various different rules and mythology and whatnots but for me i feel like even as crazy as chapter three got, there was still a great level of layering and understanding. And even though things expanded, it all felt like it was in service of the character, its world, and nothing felt like it was contradicting what came before. Now that's not to say that chapter four contradicts anything that came before. In fact, again, it works the same way that the previous two films did to expand the world and make everything feel so much more 
intriguing and captivating. But I will say that this is probably the most silly of all of the films so far. The John Wick films have been known for their comedy and like ridiculous situations when it comes to the action scenes and the way certain events play out. But this one, this one seems to throw the rule book out the window. Now granted, that's sort of the scenario that is playing out for John at the moment because the way in which he has handled himself in the previous films, he's decided to, you know, say F the rules and just go ham. So that means that the film somehow has to create scenarios in which it facilitates John's chaos. And it certainly does, but I feel like certain levels of logic or restraint that was in the previous films have just left the building in this one. And it does lead to some hilarious moments, but at the same time, it does lead to certain moments where I'm just like, is this the best way that this could have been written? But I know for a lot of people who are, who are invested in this franchise now, they're not so much concerned with the logic or the nuance of the story. They're basically just here to see John Wick kill some fools. And that comes in spades. That being said, the story, it definitely had its moments of drama and weight. And again, having these interesting ties to the past or new elements that enhance John Wick's past and his uh, character ties with other individuals. But I just felt the story, it was good and it definitely had its moments, but I didn't find it as effective as what's come before. But yeah, the humor was pretty solid. And when it comes to pacing, I was concerned a little bit because while long-term films don't bother me, I could watch anything within that sort of two and a half to like three hour-ish mark and not feel it if the pacing is good. I will admit, unlike the previous film, John Wick Chapter 4, there are moments where I could feel that this film's pacing was slowing down or I could feel the weight of certain scenes where there's not anything that I could really cut out. But at the same time, I'm just like, I can definitely feel the runtime here. Whereas with the previous films, the momentum was so quick that you just kept going and going and going and going. And even when you had these quieter moments, they didn't feel like they were dragging the film down. It all felt well paced. And I wouldn't say this film is just, you know, again, bad in pacing. It's just that I could feel the runtime of this one more so than the previous film. But yeah, overall, the story was still pretty good. And it ends in a way which was pretty interesting and not what I was expecting. All right, now it's time to talk about the cast. And I thought that they were great. One of my favorite things about the John Wick series is their ability to cast such great actors in the roles to enhance these characters and make them memorable, even in the smallest of roles. And John Wick Chapter 4 is no exception to the rule. You have a lot of familiar faces coming back, but you also have a bunch of new faces who slot into this universe so well. And we have to start out with Keanu Reeves as John Wick who is still just as fun, chaotic, cool, and odd at times as usual. Keanu just has this wonderful air about him where he has the physicality and just chill dude bro energy that comes with most of the roles that he's done. But John Wick is literally the best character that he's played on screen, at least for me. He knows how this character operates. And even though I feel like this character now has gotten to the point where he is a little, I wouldn't say one note, but he's very singular in his vision. And he's just, I feel like he lacks a little nuance than what came before. There was a little bit more to him in the previous movies. 
And I feel like this film has simplified him just down to very, very basic core essentials of like someone on the hunt for revenge. But still, Keanu still does a great job with the role and it's fun to see him interact with various different people, whether they are friends or foes or if he's just getting into all sorts of shenanigans. Keanu is fun to watch. But my main man I want to talk to is Dorian as Kane. Oh my God. You guys, who are, anyone who knows this podcast knows that I love Donnie Yen. He's literally like one of my favorite action stars of all time. And he was bloody fantastic. Showing up as an old friend of John's. The way in which he ties into this film is pretty interesting. And to have a fighter of his caliber with his backstory is similar things that we've seen before. But Yen brings a certain charm physicality and absolute charisma and style to the role that it's just hard not to gush at the way he portrays the character with such a cool calm collected kind of vibe but he's also just super deadly charming and every time he's on screen it's just delightful just donnie oh my god lawrence fishburne returns as the bowery king and he is just as fun as ever I thought his character was a good introduction in chapter two, but I feel like with each film, he's had more memorable lines, more charming speeches, and just, you know, just, he's just able to be Lawrence Fishburne, which honestly is not a bad thing. Sometimes there's certain actors who can just exude charm and charisma and just be themselves, and it's fun to watch, and Lawrence Fishburne is definitely one of those individuals, and he was just great to see in this film. He was great. And I also quite enjoyed Bill Skarsgård as the main new villain in this film. Marquis Vincent de Cremont. Man, I'm probably going to bitch at that, but I never took French in school, so there you go. But he's the new French bad guy who is the highest member of the high table. And this guy brings a certain level of menace, but also... He's quite charming as well. He's just very, very intimidating, but in a different kind of way. And I thought his interactions with John was good. And you find a reason to fear this guy or a few different reasons as you see the film progress. Also, my boy Hiroyuki Sanada shows up as Shimazu Koji. And that was such a cool role for him. It's always great to see him on the screen whether he's just talking to people or throwing down, which he gets to do both, and it was really, really great. Shamir Anderson as Mr. Nobody, a.k.a. The Tracker, was also really cool. He had a interesting gimmick, but also the way in which his character fitted into the story was pretty nice. And then, obviously, you have my boys Ian McShane and Lance Reddick as Winston Scott and Sharon you know, these two have been one of my favorite pairings since the first film, and they both bring something interesting to the table in this film. It was so sad to be seeing Lance Reddick in the past tense now. He had a really good moment in this film, and Ian McShane is always fun to watch. He had some really fun moments as well. And then you have Rina Sawayama as Akira, who is Koji's daughter. She was great. I didn't even know this was her film debut until I looked her up afterwards and that she's like you know more of a singer but the way she was able to throw herself into the action 
and act pretty competently next to Keanu Reeves and Hiroyuki Sonata as well. She was pretty solid, so I'm looking forward to seeing her in other material. And Clancy Brown, his role in this film was great. It was a smaller role, but it was definitely effective. And I won't say who he plays, but when you see Scott Atkins in this movie, it's just like, my God, it was great. It was really fun. All right, and now it's time to talk about the action. And this film was bloody effective. One of the things you can always count on in a John Wick film is beautiful presentation. And they were able to bring that to the screen in a wonderful way. Visually, this film is stunning. One of my favorite things about the visual style of the John Wick film is that not only is the action easy to follow with less than, you know, usual cuts on action. You can see the action is clearly choreographed, but it's also framed in a wonderful way. But it's also set in such beautiful environments, whether you're in interior or exterior locations. Some of the way that these fight scenes are framed and set up is just absurd. And this film, I think, takes it to the nth degree because you find yourself watching fights in the most unlikely or just ridiculous scenarios, which are just, you know, for normal people, they die instantly, several times over. But this film finds a way to choreograph fight scenes, uh, you know, firefights and all sorts of other hand-to-hand -hand combat scenarios in these ways which are ridiculous but still super fun to watch. And I love the color schemes. This film does what the previous films did, which was able to show you really good fight scenes, especially at night, with the illumination of various different lights, whether they're like normal lights or more neon-looking colors. You have all these vibrant colors shining down or glowing as these people are getting punched, kicked, stabbed, impaled, decapitated, or... Well, actually, I don't think there's... Decapitation is probably the wrong word. It's more dismemberment than anything else, but loads of gory crazy violence which i guess is not crazy gory but there's a lot of blood and chaos and it's so effectively done whether it's like those sort of final kills of the final person in a squad or you're taking out a very specific bad guy or if you're in the midst of a fight scene and you can just see someone get impaled in a very specific way you're just like oh ah crap but yeah this film had some great stuff and again Keanu Reeves and Donnie Yen, I think, had some of the best kills in the entire film. And the sound design also has to be praised as well because there's a lot of crunch and impact to gunshots, uh, stabbings and punches and kicks that just feel so much more extra than they need to be, but it just emphasizes the, uh, the chaos. And of course, you have the same talented composers who come back for this film as well. Tyler Bates and Joel J. Richard, who have handled the music since the first John Wick film, came back to do this one. And while there are like some carryover themes from the previous films, there is some new material here and there, which has the same sort of high intensity that you enjoy about the previous like film scores. And in the credits, as with the previous John Wick films, there's a new song. But honestly, I'm not quite as keen on it as the ones that came before. I feel like John Wick Chapter 2 and 3 probably had my favorite credits themes as opposed to this one. But it's all right. It's just very different. All right, so now we come to the conclusion. Overall, John Wick Chapter 4 was pretty damn good and definitely worth watching in the cinema. 
I will say though, maybe the hype got a little too high for me because I was hoping that this film was going to change my life. <laughs> or at least just be a slam dunk and I don't think it had the same sort of highs that I got when I was watching John Wick chapter 3. I will say that it's still another effective film in this quadrilogy of movies that we have so far. It's very entertaining, intense and has great performances from everybody involved but it just didn't quite scratch that itch for me in the way in which I was hoping. But I can see online that that's a very different story for a lot of people who think this is the best entry in the series. And I can see why. They definitely threw the rule book out and just decided to make the most intense, crazy and over the top action film that they could. And in a lot of ways they succeeded. But anyway, now it's over to you, ladies and gentlemen. What did you think of John Wick Chapter 4? Did you love it? Did you not love it? How do you think it compares to the previous films? And yeah, just send me your thoughts on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at FilmFocus55 or drop me a comment in the comment section below. You can hit me up on the email account, the Hypersonic555 at gmail.com and obviously check out the podcast where all podcasts can be found. I'm primarily on SoundCloud but I'm also on iTunes, Spotify and other places. So yeah, I guess that'll be it for the time being. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen, as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic55 signing out. Peace.